What do you say we uh, crank it up a notch? I'm intrigued. The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And some things just can't be explained, like this oldie but goodie. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? This, no, one, no one has ever answered that yet. They can't answer it because it's un- unexplainable. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with unbelievable. This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We got a great topic for you. We're talking about Jesus being the Lord of storms. Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths, their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Jesus Christ, the Lord of storms. That's what we're talking about, the different kinds of storms that we encounter as Christians. Jesus is the Lord of storms, and we're going to talk about some different examples tonight of people in the Bible that went through storms and um, how Jesus interacted in their lives. So um, I'm excited about the topic tonight, Jeff. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be fun. uh, We. (laughs) But storms are generally not fun. Um, You know, that's why they're called storms. And you see the reaction of the people that are in storms through Scripture. You know, we're going to be talking about um, the reason God may use storms. Are they storms, you know, the classic storms of correction? Or storms of perfection, oh. you know. We're gonna be talking about Jonah, the obvious one, yep. who rebelled, and God used a storm to bring him back on track. But then there's also the disciples who encountered storms after obeying Jesus, and uh, you know what? What are the purposes of those things, and and why does God use those to teach us? And um, you know, there's tons of different areas of Scripture, tons of different verses, um, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to that to talk about it so keep it locked we got lots of great music for you i'm just glad there's a there's a lord of a storm i'm just glad that like you know when there's storms flying around and waves crashing and our lives feel like you know like they're crazy that there actually is a god and there is a lord of that storm that we can confide in and we can nestle up under his wings a shadow of his wings it says in psalms and we can actually like take comfort in the fact that there is Someone sovereign enough and big enough, and someone who actually creates um, the created the weather. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know who can control all that, and that we know. You know, we can have a personal relationship with that yeah. Lord of that storm. It's interesting how God uses water. You know, with Noah, it was destructive. You know, but also other times in Scripture, how He brings the rain to to soften the ground and to bring fruit. You know, there's yeah. just the and the storms are the same way. Sometimes it's like you know harsh. And other times, it's to bring correction. We're going to read something out of Mark chapter 4. Um, Jesus was chatting it up with some people by a, by a lake, by the Sea of Galilee, actually. And um, and then he's like, he said to them, verse 35, if you're following along at home, which we invite you to open up your Bibles and uh, check out what we're reading. Um, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. So Jesus is actually leading them across the lake. And he says, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm 
arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And one first thing to note in that chapter is that Jesus was the one who actually led them across the sea. And he was saying, Go across the sea. And um, Jesus, obviously knowing that the storm was going to hit, um, and he was catching a nap uh, underneath the boat in the stern, it says. And, um, and the disciples were fearful and scared. I mean, all this water and stuff's crashing into their boat. And um, they freaked out. They were like, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing about this story, like, you can take it two ways. You can either say, oh, God's asleep, and when I'm in a storm, that's mean. Or that, he doesn't care, like the disciples did. Or right. you can be like, Jesus is asleep in the middle of this storm. Obviously, he's not worried about it. You right. know, you can take it, you can take comfort, and you can take whatever the opposite of comfort is, discomfort in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fear. But, like, <laughs> period. <laughs> the, uh, you know, that is so true. Like, Jesus told them to get in the boat and go, and they did. And that's, like, a lot of times we associate, like, troubled times in our life. It's like, oh, maybe because, um, you know, I'm not where I should be. A lot of times we're exactly where we're supposed to be, and there's a storm, you know. And that's why I love uh, that God shows us this, because we can get, you know, if you're struggling and you're depressed or, you know, um, you're just down, and people will come at you and they'll be like, oh, maybe you got this problem or this is going on and it's your own fault. Sounds stuff. like Job and his friends, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it's your own fault. And Job, you know, he didn't do anything. He did no. everything right, right. exactly. Yeah. And uh, um, Job was even able to say that, like, well, you know, God, I, I haven't done anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He had that attitude. And, and, you know, the disciples, they don't think that Jesus can help them. They're just like, eh, don't you care? And that's how we get a lot of times when you're like, God, I'm doing everything right and you're still punishing me. That's mean of you. <laughs> um, but that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it just like he did for the disciples to show them something of himself. Yeah. And uh, that's the most important part. Right, that was the cross movement, cry no more, looking forward to uh, that day in heaven when, you know, storms are will no longer exist and we'll just yeah. be in heaven and... Yeah, we'll obviously cry no more. Quit your balling is another way to say it. <laughs> We're not <laughs> talking is, about basketball. Which is what, you know, Jesus could have easily said. He didn't, though. Nope. He didn't say, why'd you wake me up? I'm not worried about this stupid storm. <laughs> Dumb guys. <laughs> I know. You know, it's like, and he didn't yell at the disciples. Like In that, he kind of rebuked the disciples a little bit for not having faith. And it wasn't like he was rebuking them because they were scared or because um, they were just like in the storm and they were freaking out. They were actually already writing off the fact that they were going to die. Yeah. They had no hope, no faith, no confidence in Jesus to help actually help them. And that's why they asked the question that they did. Why? Don't you care that we're perishing? Yeah, we are perishing. Not yeah. We're going to. Like, right. We're dying. Like, this is it. This is the... This is it. <laughs> we get in those situations, and I know in my life, I've had those situations where I just feel like, man, you know, the Lord, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm just going to die. I feel like this is, there's no way out of this. And you almost like kind of write it off, the situation off already. Like, you know, God, you're not going to do anything good in this situation. <laughs> um, and I don't know. That's not the faith that he wants us to have. Jesus is saying and gives, gives us this story so we can learn from it and we can say, you know, Jesus, you know, you can even calm a storm the wind and the waves and um 
I like how it says cool. uh, he was just asleep on a pillow. Like he's just like <laughs> I'm just looking at it, like it even it doesn't say he was asleep. It says he was asleep on a pillow. Like it's like isn't it funny how the Bible sometimes is like very very detailed and yeah. other times it's like what Give me more yeah like completely vague and you're like what he was asleep on a pillow like he was comfortable completely like no worries at all he was just in, in complete comfort which is you know when we are in his way <laughs> sorry <laughs> sleepy time um candy land <laughs> when it talks about you know taking refuge in the shadow of you know the wings and uh you know it's it's so important that we realize that jesus was in the boat with them and you know they were afraid but they didn't cry out to jesus for the right reasons yeah. it's like it's like when we just come and complain to god and we're like god all this bad stuff's happened in my life i just wanted to let you know <laughs> you know what i mean like i just want to let you know that uh this bad stuff happened uh, <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> you know like that's that's almost what the better question like. be yo god you got this right yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a better question You'd be like you're sleeping because you don't care right like <laughs> wait not that you don't care but that it doesn't matter it's not, right. it's not whatever <laughs> now it's part of the show where we talk about something that's unbelievable unbelievable you know please email us something that you think is unbelievable because you know we want to hear what you think is unbelievable. And then we'll tell, we give you props, we'll give you a shout out, and we'll tell the world your thoughts about why something is completely unbelievable. And it'll be fun. So email us at unbelievable at thealterlife.com. And this we, week, what we are we have, doing? We, <laughs> we're talking about they. They. Yeah, just they. Who? That's what I want to know because they know everything. <laughs> They're smart. They, they can predict the weather. I mean, you've heard people say, they said it's going to rain outside today. Well, how do they know? And who are they? <laughs> How is they the big authority? <laughs> I know. Like, they say, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Well, that's a dumb phrase anyway. And they probably <laughs> made they? it up. You know? I would love to be they. Because <laughs> you have all the power in the world. And everybody believes exactly what, what you, you say. say. Yeah. They say it's supposed to be nice this week. Yeah. They say, you know, wash your hands three times every day, you know, <laughs> so you don't get sick. <laughs> it's almost like being Simon, like Simon says. Like we have to listen to this Simon character. Oh well, if they said it. Uh, it's I'm all conspiracy. It. This is they. There's like there's probably some really like short like nerdy guy that sits in his room and is they and just makes oh, they all said, stuff uh, up. They said that uh, they're supposed to be trained him today. <laughs> Who's they? Who's they? <laughs> oh, did you hear they said that uh, <laughs> the Phillies were up, up for sale? <laughs> did you hear they said that? Who's yeah, they? They. <laughs> they start rumors. You know. We're talking about the Lord of the Storm tonight, and <laughs> Jesus, you know, Lord of the Storm. But, you know, the, how much people put their faith in they, you know, they almost trust they to the save them from they. the storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really do. Sounds like a name of, like, an old god. The god they. Like, it's Ra, the sun god. Yeah, like Ra. They, the weather god. The all-knowing, <laughs> the all-knowing imaginary person. <laughs> I don't know. But if you ever meet Don't they, believe what they say. Look, email us if you ever meet they, because I'd like to meet them. <laughs> or her. I don't even know what say. he or she is. It's just a they. <laughs> it's just a, a a being of some sort. Anyway, they's unbelievable. Don't believe they. Don't believe they. Believe the Bible. Believe period. God. Period. So I anyway. said it was praise you in this storm. Brent said it was praise you in this storm. I said it was from Casting Crowns. But they said praise you in this storm by Casting Crowns. 
So that's what you want to go with. They really like Casting Crown. That's why we played that song, actually. <laughs> they say that the Altar Life is on every Saturday night at 9 o'clock. And they said that people should check out the website at www.thealterlife.com. You know what else they say? What? Send a song request. Request at thealterlife.com. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> they said so. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, we got tons of different things. Uh, oh, you know what we didn't uh, mention is uh, our cool cat. Oh yeah, nominations. Which uh, we'd like to get some of those. We haven't, you know, haven't really gotten them. But if you have somebody that you know, maybe last week when you heard the Brotherhood show, you thought of somebody who was a good brother to you. You could give them a. You know, a cool cat of the week nomination. We can, you know, give them a, some props. Yeah. Uh, nominate them as the cool cat of the week and give them their award, which, uh, you know, would just be us saying who they were. Basically, <laughs> no monetary gain out of the cool cat of the week because that would be the exact opposite of uh, what Christ would want, <laughs> even yeah. though they want it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they. But uh, you can e- email uh, your nomination for cool cat of the week at coolcat at thealterlife.com. Yep. And uh, do it. check it uh, out. Check out our MySpace, too. You yeah. can go right there from our website. So just go to our website and link onto that. Be our friend. You know, we're going to put up some stuff in the near future about just a, a little thoughts from our head, maybe section and all our playlists are up there. So, um, And, of course, we want to be popular, so make, be our friend, please. Yeah, because um, they say that friends are um, determined by your popularity. Um, we're going to pause for this station identification. Thanks a lot for listening to The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. So there was this guy named Jonah. You may have heard of him. Really? He has his own book. Jonah? <laughs> he has his own book in the Bible, which I don't think he deserves. What's, it called? What's it called? It's called Jonah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's called In the Belly of the Whale. Oh, okay. <laughs> By Jonah. <laughs> um, and it's a story that you probably have seen on your little Christian flannel graphs growing up in Sunday school. You know, the big whale. Which, you know, the great fish, whatever you want to get into that debate. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, Jonah, God wanted to use him. And uh, he wanted him to go to Nineveh to tell them to repent because they were sinful. And Jonah didn't like Nineveh, didn't want to do it. So he charters, you know, a boat and he gets on and he goes to Tarshish. Isn't that where he went? Something like that? Yeah. Went to completely opposite direction. Yeah. And uh, the storm... God's like, what? What do you think you're I, doing? I think Jonah was actually listening to they. I think they told him. <laughs> they to told go him it to wasn't Tarshish. a good idea. Yeah, right. to so like, All right, yeah, I think you're right. They said that Nineveh was bad. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> don't listen to they. The altar life with Brett and Jeff. <laughs> Period. And Jonah. <laughs> uh, anyway. So Jonah is getting tossed to and fro, and there's the people on the, the boat with him. They're not like, Jonah, don't you care we're perishing? They're like, Jonah, it's your fault we're perishing. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, it is. Uh, here's what you do. You throw me overboard and you'll be fine. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And then it gets really bad. And they're like, all right, we're throwing you overboard. <laughs> well, if you say so. Like Jonah totally knew that it was his fault. He knew that he had messed up. And a lot of times there's storms in our lives where we know it's our own fault. And, you know, to be straight up, we need to get out of that situation because we've gotten ourselves into it. And you can't really blame God for trying to draw you back, you know. Jonah goes in the water. You know, he didn't know what was going to happen. And it says, like, as he was thrown into the water, a great fish came and swallowed him up. Like, Jonah was probably like, wait, this isn't what I planned. <laughs> I thought I was going to, like, swim back to wherever I'm from. <laughs> but I didn't know uh, life preservers looked like fish. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Uh, 
you know, he's in the belly of the whale for three days, and then the whale doesn't digest him too well, so it vomits him up on the shore. And guess what shore it happens to be? What shore? Nineveh. Uh, <laughs> so God got good. him there. God will use whatever it takes to get you where you're supposed to be. It's yeah. not like God was like angry, had the storm, and he died. He used the storm to get him where he was supposed to be, which in Jonah's case saved his life. Yeah, totally. Um, or else so, he would have died yeah. in, the, in the water. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, is you know a part of the story we may forget. That which God... they say you can only last a couple hours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The uh, you know God used that to get him back on track. Yep. Which it's not just that God was punishing uh, Jonah; He was using a harmful situation to get him back to where he needed to be, and uh, that's really crucial. And a lot of times God's going to use those things. So uh, the next song kind of uh, contradicts what we just said, but it's called "You Are My Peace." by inhabited when i said contradicted i meant contrasted (laughs) it showed the positive it was just a mix-up of of the c-o-n words you know like congress the opposite of progress yeah (laughs) or like contra the video game yeah up up down 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 left right left right b-a-b-a select start that's for two players (laughs) that's a cheat that's for never die man for all you old nintendo players (laughs) all right that was barlow girl i believe in love and you may be thinking right now well, why did you just go through that Jonah spiel? And what was the point? Well, the point is that sometimes God uses these shipwreck weird situations like being eaten by fish <laughs> to, uh, you know. Actually, in the Bible, he used, like, some animal talking to that one guy, right? Yeah. You know, the Balaam. donkey or whatever. His, like family's like, yo, <laughs> why are you hitting me, dude? But he does some crazy stuff. God can do some crazy things in our lives. And we're like, where did that come from? But... It's all for a purpose. And, you know, it's that reminds me of that verse that talks about, you know, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And the reason why that verse is true is because Jesus loves us enough to have us on a short leash. And um, he he wants to he, he makes sure that he pulls us back on the right track, you know, and sometimes he uses some really tragic incident. You know, I think about um not that this was the purpose for 9-11 or Katrina or any of those kinds of really big, huge, tragic things that happened. Um, but God did, in that situation, use those situations in people's life to, um, you know, say, hey, I'm here. Remember me? Yeah. Um, you know, remember, you know, you can't believe in yourself. You have to believe in Jesus. And, um, you know, you're weak, remember? And I'm strong. Um, I'm the one who can stop the wind and the rain. Yeah. Um, and you're not so and God uses that sometimes to wake us up a little bit the uh, the story continues with Jonah and even when God you know saved him and really turned him back to where he needed to go he was still miserable Jonah was still miserable and a lot of times it takes a lot and then you know there's it continues on in the story and you would think that that would have woken Jonah up but Jonah is uh, a lot like us you, you read the story and you're like man Jonah was a crybaby and a grump but guess what? That's what we are too. <laughs> like yeah, to be totally. straight honest with you guys. Like God will gear us back to the right path, and then we're like, "No, I don't want to be here." And then you find every other way to get off that thing or whatever. It's like the Israelites, you know, hundreds of years in uh, in slavery, and then they like leave, and they're in the desert for a short time, and they're and they're hungry, and they're like, "We want to go back into slavery again." <laughs> like, where did your mind just go? Don't yeah. you remember that? You like, know, and hence God made the the water obey him again yes when he parted the red sea to free them from the egyptians and the slavery so you know god has the storms in his hand definitely and jonah you know he 
he could have easily just God could have been like, you know, this fish is going to eat you and chew you up and you know digest you and yeah. he's not going to vomit you on the shore. He's going to yeah. do something else on the shore. <laughs> Poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but God was gracious to Jonah and he's gracious to us that he does not um, correct us to the point of uh, destroying us. us. Yeah. yeah, he just chastises us so that we can then be fruitful. And that's the grace of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord in its full effect, if you will. You know, I was thinking as I was reading these passages in Jonah and the disciples, I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that, just thinking about some of the storms in my own life, and one of the big fruits or one of the big things that happened to me as I was going through certain storms in my life was that Jesus was really teaching me that, you know, I was really weak and he was really strong. And, um, period. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Period. There's nothing else to say, but I want to say more anyway. Um, <laughs> no, he really, he really does. Um, I, as humans, we just we think we got it all. Especially when life is all dandy, we think we can take it. We got it all under control. And um, then God puts something that's bigger than us in our lives, and we just go. He like knocks us off our feet a little bit, and we're just like, "Whoa, yeah, that's right, God. You are. I need to do. I definitely need to trust you. You know, in our weaknesses, you are strong." And um, there's a reality to that. So when God causes these storms to come into our life, you need to check out why. Yeah. Is it because you've been wrong and he's trying to correct you or have you been doing everything right and he's trying to teach you patience and um, and trust really in, uh, you know, maybe you don't have enough trust for God to handle uh, the situation that you're in and he needs to show you that he can. Brent, it's time to go. Yes, it is. And if you're in a storm right now, tonight, just ask the Lord, Lord, why am I in this storm? And he'll show you. Cry out to him, it yeah. says in the scripture. So, uh, you know, we're going to be here next week. So please come back and see us yep. uh, because we're gone. Yep. And there's only one thing left to say. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Period.